everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast. We have a brief tale today from someone who has been heavily requested by many of you out there to be on the show, and he agreed. We have Scott. Welcome, Scott. Hey, good morning, or good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you doing? It's been a while since we talked. I'm doing excellent. Just uh, been very excited to actually come on the show. Um, I knew it existed, but I hadn't listened to the podcast in a very long time. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been, while I'm at the gym, just kind of having your podcast run in the background. And I, I genuinely enjoyed it. And I'm so excited to share my thoughts because there's so many times I wish I could cut in to these yes. podcasts I've been listening to. So I'm here now. I have the mic. So I'm excited to share share my thoughts and my awesome. you know my experiences. Awesome. It's good to have you on. It's it's surprisingly in the last couple of months how many people have, have specifically pointed out you need to get him on the show. You need to get him on the show. <laughs> so that's good then. I, I guess I must be doing something right. You're so, doing something that's right. Great. So now we have him on the show, everyone. Be happy, and we'll jump into our first question, which is, for those who may not follow you on social media, tell everyone a little bit about you. All right. Well, uh, a little bit about myself. I am a cisgendered male straight guy who, I don't know, put it succinctly, really, really likes thongs. I'll just start there. I... I started this journey after, you know, actually to go back in time. In high school, I wanted to do this. And I remembered the fear and the stigma of doing this. I'm, I'm 32. So this was, you know, 2000s. And mm-hmm. that was when, I guess, kind of post-90s, whatever, where women were like, you know, Victoria's Secret thongs are all over the place. And, you know, I was a teenager or whatever. And I was like, man, that looks really good on on girls that I like, I'm, I kind of want to try one. And I think that's where it started, or at least the idea started. And, um, since then I, you know, I tried it. I, I really enjoyed it, but I was so terrified, especially in high school to have anyone find out that I like to wear thongs, even though that I just felt they were superior. I just felt so comfortable. I felt good in them. Like I think sexy might be the word, but also, mm-hmm. It just really fulfilled my positive self-image of myself, and you know, men aren't supposed to feel that way, right, Tim? So, right, I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to, you know, decide to repress that because, I mean, you know, I went to school, I went to college, I played college sports, so I was, and I played sports all my life, so I was always in a heavily male-dominated atmosphere. You know, I was. I don't know. I'll 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 say I was like a, a golden boy, all American, straight guy who is successful at school, successful playing um, sports in high school and all the way through college. And then I had a uh, a stint in the military after that. So I served eight years in the military, and I was around same same thing. It's always been a very masculine, hyper masculine. I'll put masculine in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Um, atmosphere. And I felt like me wearing a thong didn't have space in in those atmospheres, unfortunately. And I had I spent a lot of my life repressing that and not not being who I really wanted to be. In my service, I had a near death experience and that changed it all. And it really forced me to get back to my roots of who am I and what do I want to do with myself now that I almost died. <laughs> so that, that'll do it. 
Yeah. And uh, I started the page a, a year or two after that in that journey on uh, social media, on Instagram, uh, the pursuit of self-love. And here I am today, I guess that's what I'll, I'll leave it at that. I guess it's a little long winded of who I am, a little history behind who I am, but that is who I am. That's awesome. No, that's a very interesting journey. I will say, uh, you, you're one of the few who've come on and had a near death experience. So I'm sure that definitely made you step out of your comfort zone and just say, the hell with it. I'm doing it. So that's absolutely every any I, I've kind of looked at other people with near death experiences or done not I wouldn't say research but I've kind of explored that topic and it really changes you and you know just like any adversity changes you I'm not saying every hey everyone go go find your nearest bridge and do some you know trigonometry and see if you'll survive the fall you know jump I'm not saying everyone needs to have a, a near uh, death experience but for me I've really turned it around and. I came from probably the most depressed I've ever been following that to just, I feel genuinely glowingly happy every day because nice. every day I do, I do something. The things that I do in my life every day make me happy. And I've made efforts since then to put myself in a position where I'm not sacrificing my happiness for a job, for a relationship, for my clothing, for my friends. None of, you know, I don't do that that period. <laughs> so, and that, it takes time to undo the narratives and stories we tell about ourselves before that point, prior to that experience where I, I'm no longer friends with some people. My family might think I'm a little nuts, you know, and that's totally okay. But the people who care about me and more importantly, the people who I've met since then has just been phenomenally enhancing to my life. And my old life prior to that doesn't need to define me the rest of my life. And I would say that to anyone else is like, if you're unhappy, that's, that's why I call my page the pursuit of self-love. Like you've got to continue that pursuit. It never ends. It's not like you've arrived. It's a choice to love yourself every day. And the minute mm -hmm. you stop doing that, you can easily go back to where you came from. Nice. Very philosophical. I was not expecting that. But very good yeah, advice. no, I'm a, I'm a complicated, advice. I'm a complicated onion. I've thought a lot. I've thought so deeply about this topic. I've read books about this. I've made connections with people like yourself and others about the feelings that I feel and where do I fit in that and why didn't I feel these? Why didn't I? More importantly, I guess looking back is why didn't I focus on this stuff when I was a lot younger and. That's what I want to be a person to someone who's listening today, whether they're, you know, in high school or a young man or, or not a young man, any, especially straight men who are listening. I just want to be that person for you to, you can always shoot me a DM. You can always reach out to me and, and just tell me what's going on because I've probably been through it. And I just want to let you know that it's so great on the other side. Nice. Yes. As they say, that word. the youth is wasted on the youth. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great way to put it. Because it's like, oh, no, I can't do this, or I can't, oh, no. And then the older you get, you're like, whatever, you know, moving on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, my, my friends, my friends who don't, who are still my friends, but don't quite get my love with Speedos or, or thongs will send me, you know, 
funny pictures in jest of the old man in a speedo on the beach and say, Hey, look, there's Scott when he's 80. And I'm like, you know what? You goddamn well, right. That will be maybe yeah. that might be me when I'm 80, but that, that 80 year old man, he might be at the point in his life where I am now at 32 and he's, he's made it there now that he's 80, which is good, but potentially tragic. Cause where was that? You know, it's a different time. An 80 year old man, you know, grew up in the sixties and seventies. Like it's a totally different homophobic space, mm-hmm. you know? So historically I don't necessarily blame the man, but that, you know, that's who I am today. If I can be that 80 year old man who's figured it out, has felt comfortable enough with himself to wear a speedo at 32, I'm on to something. And I think other men can get there too. If nice. they want, I'm not True. saying you have to love speedos, wear board shorts, go, Wear your Nike shorts in the in the ocean. Wear whatever you want. Go wear a dress. I don't care. You know, wear what makes you comfortable. Exactly. And maybe a speedo or a thong isn't your jam, but I'm here to tell you, you got to find your jam. And you know, with my experience putting on different uniforms, wearing you know different things, what you wear really does affect your identity. Mm-hmm. In a, in a lot more ways than I think people realize. And you know, in the military, yeah. And it affects your conduct because, like, in the military, mm-hmm. you're taught, you know, you show up unshaven. Like, that says a lot about you. <laughs> so does it take that? It's not that hard to shave your face every day. Even if, I know it sucks. It's not, you know, it's not a big deal. But, you know, when you're in the military, that, that structure and that organization, when you can't put on your uniform correctly – or you can't find the time to shave your face, or you can't be at the right place, right time, like just showing up in the right uniform at the right place, man, if people did that on a consistent basis in, in America, or let's say the first world, we would have colonized Mars by now. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like there exactly. is how many people, listeners and yourself, Tim, do you know in the professional world who can't do that consistently, but yet make six figures? You know what I mean? It's the bar is so low in society to, you know, show up at the right time, right place, maybe not in uniform, depending on your job, but looking like you're a professional or but looking like you know what you're doing. And that and that's true. And full circle where what you wear says a lot about yourself and your identity and who you are. It takes some thought, I think. And I think women are given that latitude to do that. Definitely. Whatever they want, which is great. But men are not because if it's considered weak or effeminate, then all of a sudden you're not a real man, whatever mm-hmm. that means. But a lot of my reading has been on gender studies in that regard. What What is a real man or a real woman? Unfortunately, growing up as a young boy or a young man, you're taught you can only stay in your box, your man box. Yes. You can only do approved male behaviors. If you don't do that... You're not going to be accepted. You're going to be ridiculed and you're going to be shamed. And, you know, misogyny is frequently talked about from a woman's perspective, which is absolutely true. But that is misogyny for men, is men regulating other men to be manly. Exactly. To uphold the patriarchy, as they say. And uh, I could go off on a tangent. Sorry, I'm trying to stay on, <laughs> on topic. I really am, Tim. I have so much to say, wow. so many thoughts. Well, that very much is part of underwear, though, because, as you know, thongs in particular, it's getting better, but it's still not there yet, that, oh, a real man doesn't Mm -hmm. wear thongs or 
only gay men wear thongs. Right. So, or if you wear them, you must be gay. I um, had someone tell that to me on a, a beat on what? What beach was that? Magnuson Park in Seattle. I, you know, I was rocking my thong, feeling great. And uh, I just, you know, it's actually a very, uh, I guess queer would be the right word, or gay beach. Mm-hmm. There's like a, it's funny. There's like anyone who's been there, anybody in the Northwest, I think it's Magnuson or Madison Park. I forget, but it's on the lake of, it's on Lake Washington. And there's kind of like a dividing line. You have the north end of the grass where it's uh, the gay community. And then the other end of the grass where it's like straight community. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I was, a, I guess, picked my side. I was a straight guy. You know, I'd been there before. I didn't want to ruin the, the divide. So I was rocking my thong over on the straight side. <laughs> and people were like, this guy's out of place. He's in the, does he know that he's on the wrong side of the beach? Like there is a side, honestly. But I started a conversation. I had a couple a few gay gentlemen come up to me like, Hey, we really love your swimsuit. That's so awesome. And we were talking and he was like, yeah, I'm a straight guy, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Straight guy. You're You're just, Uh you're just a closeted straight guy, whatever. And at the time, you know, I didn't really have a comeback to that because I was still fairly new into wearing a thong in public. I didn't really say anything. And I'm generally polite, but I thought about that exchange and I'm like, you know what? that's some messed up reverse discrimination going on. You know, that was an opportunity to connect and, you know, come together in orientation, I guess, and talk about this, but I, I didn't have the time or the experience in rock and thongs or the thoughts that I have today to have a conversation about that. Oh yeah. That's, that's rampant in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why the podcast is trying to change that. So we're bringing together at least like-minded people who understand, who get it. So we're, I know we're kind of preaching to the choir from us people listening that, yes, yes just because you wear something or a color, because one person I know who is straight wore a pink thong, and they're like, how are you straight wearing a pink thong? And I'm like, really? Someone? <laughs> Wait. And this is a straight couple. Mm-hmm. And he wore, she wore a pink bikini and a thong, and he wore a pink thong. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's no way he's straight wearing a pink thong. And I'm going, mm-hmm. men wear pink shirts. Men wear pink a lot. So just because he's wearing pink doesn't mean anything other than he's wearing pink. So, you know, you could have called, he could have called it a salmon or carnation thong. He could have reclaimed his masculinity. Oh, it just it <laughs> amazes me, though. <laughs> And because, like you said, it happens from the gay side, too, but the straight side as well. It's like, uh, you're not a real man because you're not wearing this, but we'll get there in a second. So let's totally get back to our questions. But the conversation is awesome. So keep it up. So how did you discover your love of thongs? You mentioned in high school, you discovered them, you started wearing them and then were like, oh, nope, can't wear them because of (laughs) all the insert masculinity things here and then you started back wearing it again what got you started in high school wearing them yeah i I thought you know i thought they looked hot on the girls that i thought were hot you know (laughs) i'll start there i was like dang that's pretty that's pretty sexy or whatever Uh, and i don't you know i wanted to feel that way too maybe maybe that's what i wanted because maybe what i wanted was deep down whatever you know 
kind maybe the song this just happened to be popular when I was in my teens or whatever with girls. So that's when it was really pushed. And it was, I guess, what I saw from the opposite sex, my age, girls becoming women, embracing being sexy. And I think that's what I wanted deep down looking back is I wanted to go through that. I wanted to feel sexy and I wanted to have that growth, you know, as a person. And, uh, and I think that's what it was. And so, yeah, I remember, I mean, shoot, it was maybe like 2008. Mm-hmm. I went to, so I was like 18. I, I went to, uh, like an adult store. I'm like, where am I going to get a men's song? You know, I didn't have a credit card to go online, you know? So I was like, I, I guess I could go to Adam and Eve or something. And I went in there and yeah, they had some cheesy overpriced mm-hmm. G string looking thing that was like maybe like 50 bucks or something. I don't know. It was just out of control expensive, but it was like, where else am I going to find that for men short of me going and wearing women's clothing? And I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want it not to say people who do that are bad. I'm just saying that's not what I want. I wanted my own garment for my, for men. I wanted that. So that's where I was going to well, find you- it. You wanted the look, but you wanted the fit for you. Correct. Because, yeah. like you said, there are guys who wear women's lingerie and whatnot, but it's not designed for a guy. Right. Yeah, I get and it. Perfect, yeah. So I went and bought it, and I threw it on, and I was like, yes, this feels great. Like, I'm so excited about this. And, you know, and then I actually remember getting my parents involved, and I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. And at first they're like, okay, that's kind of weird, but uh, if you really want that, we can get you some. And they did, and they got a few. And I had maybe like 10 or so that I would wear infrequently. And uh, I really, really liked it because then I, you know, I had access to the internet. Man, they were just like way, even back then, there were better options than mm-hmm. my cheesy Adam and Eve song. And uh, yeah, I every once in a while I would wear it and I feel great. I'm like, this is awesome. Shoot, I even remembered one time, you know, someone saw that I was wearing it and I was with a friend at a theme park and it was like his sister and mom saw it and I just was so embarrassed because it like peaked out, it like peaked out or something and they didn't confront me about it, but I all of a sudden realized, oh shoot, that was showing, darn. And I, I just was so embarrassed. You know, I had all that shame that came flooding back and I know, you know, other men know what I'm talking about is like mm-hmm. that shame and that, that you know, fear of being ridiculed and um, whatnot came back and someone laughing at you. It doesn't feel good. And, uh, you know, I I was doing that in high school, wearing them at particular selected occasions that made sense, but never in front of the boys, like Mm -hmm. when I was playing sports, ever, never. But it came to this point where as I was getting more and more involved with sports and then went off to college, I was like, I got to I think I got to ditch this because I'm going to go do these things and I'm going to go start my military career. And I just, there's just absolutely no space for this. And I, and I chose, I chose that over pursuing and continuing, you know, that the enjoyment I had with underwear. Cause at the time I'm like, it's just underwear. It's not worth ruining your reputation. And that was kind of the choice I made, you know, in hindsight, you know, I wish I kept doing it, but that was a tough, that was a tough experience. That was a really tough choice yeah. to make as an 18, 20 year old about, you know, you're, you don't have anything in your life. You don't have a career. You don't have any accomplishments. You don't have experience. And, and to think, take that on would have would, been really hard. 
and you think things are bigger than they actually are at the time. Yeah, yeah, totally, Tim. You you think that this is the most important thing you'll ever do, and this is you know, you you, you put your heart and soul into your passions at that point in your career, like I did in the military, and like so many other people did. Mm-hmm. You know, you let you're, you're you're seeking for your identity, and you're letting whatever that identity define you at that point. I'm going to be in the military. I'm going to be a military guy. Well, military guys don't wear thongs. Oh, well, my new identity is military, you know? Although, as we see now on Instagram, yes, they do. Um, <laughs> you know what? I haven't I haven't seen that. I, oh, I you haven't? Oh, there are several. No, send them my way. And, and if I will send you this, some. Well, There's one hell in yeah, the, Brett. <laughs> one in particular I'll send you. Uh, Good for him. But there are several military guys who are rocking the thongs, the jocks, and well, it's like that's awesome, amazing, amazing. That is so I'll awesome. Send you, I'll send you some names on Instagram. I have to find them, the other ones, but one in particular I'll send you. But going back to your high school, how did the talk yeah. with your parents go about ordering thongs? Because I remember I would go buy my own underwear at the time and hide it. And when it was found, I was like, oh, my God, I can't imagine actually going and asking your parents, hey, I want this. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Um, Yeah. Um, Having a good relationship with my parents has always been important to me. My parents aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. They were divorced. They had their issues. I had their issues with them. Like, it wasn't all Mm hunky-dory. But I've, I've always, you know, I'm a horrible liar. Let me start there. I know. I knew that about myself. There's just, I just can't keep secrets, really. Like, that's just not, it doesn't feel good. And even at that time, you're living in the house. I was doing the math. I'm like, they're going to find out. There's no way I can mm-hmm. have a secret stash somewhere. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I just brought it up. I even think I started with, yeah, I, I, had, to, I had to do two conversations because it was two different households about it. Oh, Lord. And, uh, yeah, you know, and you know what? Credit to my pops. He actually supported me more than my mom. He's, you know, at first he was like, are you sure? Like, maybe we can get you a jock. Maybe we can, get, you know, kind of politely nudging away from the thong. And I was like, no, like, that's not what I want. I, I just really want that i i just think they're more comfortable and that's you know that's what i want and he's like all right well we can do that yeah he got it and we didn't really bring it up or talk about it anymore it just was they were there and uh you know my brother i guess found out and like my brother and i had a we're awkward teenage boys at the time we didn't talk about stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i think he knew about it and he accepted it he never you know admonished me or anything or teased me about it but yeah and i don't know that's all i can really remember about it 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 was super difficult but um it was good uh i've always had difficult conversations with people though and maybe that was just kind of the beginning like i I am a confrontational person (laughs) i think deep down my my fiance would be laughing i am confrontational i say what's on my mind and i make sure you have to respond to my opinion and not deflect. Like I, uh, you know, that's, I was a writer. I I love to write. And, uh, I wrote a, wrote for the school newspaper. I wrote opinion columns. I was a history major. I wrote a lot about history and, uh, yeah. So those skills of arguing or having rhetoric or understanding rhetoric and forming 
a rational opinion has helped me through this a lot, actually. Nice. Very cool. So what, back in high school, do you remember what your favorite thongs were? And then when you started yeah. wearing them again, did you have new favorites? So what 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 brands did you enjoy back then? Oh, I got it. I'm really, really thinking back. I just know the ones I didn't like. Um, <laughs> Cal- <laughs> Calvin Klein. Yeah. Do you remember they had their little like three pack deal? Yep. With the flat waistband, or like the I don't know what you call that type style, but it was very poor support. Let me start there. It was a you know piece of cloth. I thought the back was comfortable because it was a kind of narrow back, but the front was horrible. But those were so those were at Nordstrom's. You could just go buy those. Mm-hmm. So I remember I had a few packs of those because that was what I could get. Man, there was this other one that I really enjoyed. It had had a lot of support in the front, and it was like a cool, more Y-style back, more conservative Y back. I kind of like the thicker band type stuff. I don't remember the brands, to be honest. I really don't. I wish I did. I just kind of remembered looking at the pictures and saying, that one. I don't remember the brand. Okay. And uh, But now it's much more part of my life, and it's not a secret, and it's just what I do. You know, I love looking at underwear. I love looking at Speedos and thongs, etc. Like, I, I'm, like, more into it, obviously, because I'm on your podcast. So Exactly. <laughs> now, like, I remember coming back from my depression and deciding to get back into this. And Intuin mm-hmm. um, Bodywear was, like, the first company I went to. I actually still have the first thong that I bought from them. Nice. It was a satin, I, silk satin. I don't know the material. Um, it was gray, like a teaback style thong. I really enjoyed that one. And I, I kind of started there. And I think I was on internationaljock.com, those guys. Mm-hmm. Primarily picking out the ones that I like there. JM Skins, I believe, yep. out of Canada yeah. or Toronto. Uh, no longer in, in business, unfortunately. But well, I, they're back in business. But- oh, are they? But it's it's kind of odd because they you because you remember they did the big push. Oh, we're we're closing everything. We're ending mm-hmm. after thirty years, whatever it was, and then they just sort of came back. So they still have the same styles, but they're just producing like the exact same colors. Nothing new. There's like no promotion around it. So hmm. so the, well, the website's back up, and at least the I last time I looked, I haven't looked in a while, but yeah. I, I like their JM skin songs. Those are solid, just everyday, comfortable, breathable, supportive songs. I really like those. And now, actually, I, my favorite, absolute favorite, is uh, McClintock's MCK out of Mexico. And okay. those those are hands down my favorite my favorite underwear specifically that I like to wear. Awesome, nice, yeah. I have to pull up my question. Sorry. I yeah, no worries. Were, I thought they were up. Um, I can keep going on MCK. I think they're great. You can customize pouch size, which is very important to me. I have more than the average mannequin, and that's great. But do. also, it's hard to find every style. Every style doesn't work for me, and that's fine. So finding the right styles and the right support and everything is... Probably the first priority when I'm shopping for any underwear or swimwear. Yes, because you have a problem that many guys have out there. 
that they need something that's comfortable and fits them. And the pouch needs to be what you think, because women's underwear comes in many different sizes, many mm-hmm. different designs. But men's underwear has always been, even with good underwear, one size fits all. One design fits yeah. all. You can't customize the pouch. You can't customize the back. And you think at this point in the men's underwear game, we would have more brands offering different pouch sizes, different mm-hmm. back options, because some boys have butts, some boys have bulges. It's just the way they were made. Lucky boys have both, but I was not blessed with both, so I'm just like, <laughs> damn it. But you would think that brands would be offering more of that, where it's like, okay. And when we do our reader survey, that's always one of the big issues with underwear, is the pouch. Either it's too big, because you have brands who make pouches that are enormous, and the average guy can't fit in them. And then you have the guys on the opposite end of the spectrum, where it's like, okay, you're never going to fit in this pair, so don't even look at it, no matter how good it looks. Or and I've yeah, and I've made that mistake too many times where I've, I've looked at the model, I've analyzed the model on the on the computer screen. I'm like, man, will this works? I love, I just love the way they look. I think this is such a great design. Like for example, clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love clever styling. It's just so I love the way they do their backs. I just think they're so like edgy and awesome looking. I just Man, I've given them maybe like I've given them too much money because every time I buy them, like man, it's gonna be great. And I get it. I'm like, I can't wear this. Like I've tried. I'll wear them for a day or two, and I'm just like, ah, this is just so not enjoyable. <laughs> so yes, it's it's I I unfortunately have a a drawer of of money spent that I I just can't wear these beautiful pieces of clothing. <laughs> so so yeah yeah it's as I say. If you have the the best pair of underwear, it feels like you're wearing nothing at all, and mm-hmm. you don't even think about it. But when you have the worst pair of underwear, it ruins your entire day because that's all your mind goes to. It's like I can't get comfortable. Oh my god! Yeah, again. it's it's the Victorian era for men. You know, it's like the corset. So you how, how much <laughs> how much exactly. you're willing to sacrifice? <laughs> it's like I'm dying here. This thing's about to yeah. kill me. It's either that's either either too tight or too loose because mm-hmm. if it's too loose and rides up and moves around, it's like, what's the point of wearing underwear if it's just going to do this? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not, if I wanted this, I'd wear boxers. I'm just right. Ugh, boo. And, no one, and <laughs> very few people want that. I don't know anyone who listens to the podcast who want that, but man, I grew up wearing boxers. I have no idea why those exist. Like what, what does that do? It's like a, um, it's a dick curtain. That's all it is. <laughs> I call them the diapers because that's what it feels like. It's like, because it'll bunch up and there's too much fabric. And it's like, what is this? I wore, I've only worn boxers once, like actually worn them. Mm -hmm. And I was 27 when I did it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, I want to see what all this is about. And I got a pair. It was a a fitted pair, at least not like the cartoon boxers. It was a good pair of boxers and I wore them and I'm like, I don't like this. What is, what, what? No, 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 never again. And I've never worn them ever again since then. So many straight guys. I have no idea. They're just living in squalor. 
with their boxers because they'll never allow themselves to buy anything else. That's the sad part. Well, we're we're trying to change that. That's our goal. Yeah, that's right. Because we think no guy should wear bad underwear, ill-fitting underwear. You should find what, what you like and wear it, even if it is boxer briefs. I'm not a big fan of the boxer briefs. That's true. But that's if true. you like them, I say wear them. Because that's your that's your prerogative. Enjoy. Exactly. I will not enjoy, but you can enjoy. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. If I remember correctly, many years ago, you were one of the first guys to wear a thong in Vegas. Hell yeah. Back in the day. I would love, I would love to tell that story, Ken. Because since then, a ton of guys go to Vegas now and wear thongs. Because we have them all over the internet going to yes. different... But this was back, what, 2014, 15? Something like that. Yeah. Back the, in the very day. Beginning of my beginning of my journey. Yeah. That's about over five years ago. That's true. Yeah. So, wow. Time flies. Tell the story of how you wore it to Vegas and the reaction. Oh. Because this is yes. just one of my favorite stories ever. Well, thank you for bringing that up. And if you're saying I was one of the first, then I'm going to... I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. No, I'm, I'm joking. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add an achievement, and I want you to endorse it, Ken. Dink. Um, dink. <laughs> so, yeah. So going back, so I I forget the occasion. I, I want to say it was my birthday. I think I was in Vegas for my birthday. And uh, my buddy, so I was with my brother and his girlfriend, and my buddy, I, I think I got like a Hilton – grand vacation stay or something you had to sit through the timeshare mm-hmm. thing you know roll your eyes whatever sorry hilton people it was it was fine whatever i got a, I got a free stay cool but uh yeah so that was my first time being in vegas after i discovered thong swimwear and uh i wore it at the hotel pool there my <laughs> brother was mortified <laughs> but <laughs> it was my birth it was my birthday and uh i said sorry like that's just this is what we're doing. And, uh, you know, after a while, he's fine. But he did, I didn't really warn him. I should have probably done that. But my other buddy was with me, and we had talked about it. He actually was in uh, – he had gone with me in Seattle to uh, that park when I was rocking my thong, and he was totally supportive. What a guy. He's, he's just one of my best friends ever. So he was super supportive. So we wanted to go to Wet Republic, and – my brother and his girlfriend were like, you know what? That's just not our scene. We're probably, I don't know what they were doing. They were going to do something else. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. And I was like, hey, best bud, do you want to go Want to go to Red Republic with me? I want to do it. He's like, yeah, I've never been to day club. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, let's do this. So I, you know, I was nervous. Well, let me start there. It's one thing to wear you know, a thong to the pool and you can just walk away and change if you really need to or whatever. But when you go to the day club, you're in the day club you're spending mm-hmm. money to go there and i think you can leave but it's not easy to get back in it's like a club so anyway so you know i put on my big boy pants and said big boy thong however you want to say it and i was like we're gonna go do this so i'm gonna go do this. It's my birthday this is what i want to do my bud was like hell yeah let's do this and we went got in line and I remember, you know, you're a little nervous. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt over with the bag getting there. And I remember, and I guess it's because of the drug scene in Vegas or whatnot, they don't allow you to bring bags in mm-hmm. or any clothing other than your swimsuit. And so they had like lockers and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, we're not even there yet. 
time to let's let's uh let's start the show i guess so i uh we got a locker i put my stuff in the locker and took off my shirt and my shorts my cheeks were out got in line and i was standing in line i was you know i was kind of nervous and i talked to my buddy and, and he after the fact and i think he was nervous too we were both nervous and you know he gets the bouncer and you know, he looks at me and he's like all right you have your id i was like yep yeah, here it is and no no real i don't remember any real remarkable reaction just like all right you're good to go i'm like gave me my wristband and we were in so like first phase accomplished we got in approved and i remember before that i remember researching i think i even called their publicist or something like hey can men wear thongs here like because i think other clubs won't allow you to Mm -hmm. and or at least it's at least i called and asked and they said no and i was like all right patriarchy whatever (laughs) you know yes moving on to the next one so yeah and uh so we got in i'm like great worked out they didn't turn me away it wasn't embarrassing etc walk in it's about noon and i think you know it's already pretty packed Mm -hmm. and it's loud and whatnot and you know i'm I'm used to it when you go to a beach or you go to wherever you're the only guy in a thong like clearly people are going to point and look and yeah that happened i'm nervous but stay in the course you know whatever walk in and I, I feel, you know, you can feel the energy when people look at you and you're different. That's just the way it is, no matter what it is. And that's fine. I embrace it. Even at that point, I was nervous, but it's what I asked for. I embraced it. And I walked in, people are looking, whatever. Maybe I hear a snicker or a laugh or something, whatever. Nothing I hadn't heard before. And uh, I was like, all right, well, Hey, Hey man, you want to get a drink? He's like, yeah, let's go get a drink. So we're in line at the bar. And I think there's like a, behind the bar there's like a couple tables i guess that you can reserve mm-hmm. and uh i think there are some like irish guys or some brit brit guys who are like laughing and whatnot or whatever and i look around and then they you know you know i think the guys know you know that like bro conversation that starts where they want to talk with you but they also want to make fun of you while they're talking yeah. to you type of thing that started to happen. So, you know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You want, you guys want to talk? Let's talk. What's up? So we're in line and they, they come over and they're talking. And they're like, yeah, man. Hey, nice cheeks, bro. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Or something like that. And we're talking and blah, 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 blah. And then the girls that were with them, I think just got their drinks or something and got back to the table and saw them talking to me. And they rushed over to me and my friend. And they were just like, oh, my God, I love your butt. I love this. I love your swimsuit. And I remembered, like, I think they both of them would just, like, grab my, my cheeks and shook them. They're like, oh, my God, this is so great. You're awesome. And the guy who is, like, casually laughing and, make you know, in jest maybe at worst, kind of making fun of me and joking about what I was wearing was just, like, stone cold silent. <laughs> and as these girls were just loving what I was wearing. And I was like, Hey, thank you so much. Like, Oh my God, we have to buy you a drink. You guys have to stay with us. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, well, I don't know. Like, we, let me get my drink first. You know, we just got here and you know, we get a drink and whatever. And we, we, we go back to that table and I think we talked for a little bit, you know, we had just got there. So it was like, Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go in the pool. It was nice meeting you, you know, whatever. And you know, the total tone had changed. You know, the girls were dominating the conversation. Mm-hmm. The guys were like shell shocked, like, what is going on? My entire world. <laughs> what I thought I knew about 
what women wanted is on its head. They're just, you could just see, you know, all the gears were just getting jammed, you know, <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. It was great. And so we, we said goodbye to them. And I remember we got in the pool drinking our drinks or like expensive margaritas or whatever. And, uh, same, you know, and the rest of the entire day was that exact situation over and over and over again. It was a group of girls. You saw me and my friend and wanted to talk to me straight up. They just wanted to, they were just so curious about my situation and what it was. And when I told them I was a straight guy and whatever, they were just floored. They loved it. And I won't say every guy or gal loved it, but there, man, there were, it was like, you know, take a number to come talk to me seriously. And, uh, maybe it was the confidence I had. Maybe it was all of the above. I remember this girl from across the club pointed and said, Oh my God, I have to talk to him. And this chick got in the pool, finagled her way through all these people in the, in the club, through the pub to come talk to me. And it, it, I was the set, literally the center of attention. And some people, I'm an extrovert, so I had no problem with that. I will say, if you're an introvert, you're kind of going to take that on, I guess. And maybe not so much now because it's more popular, but at then, I, it was just like nonstop girl after girl after girl. And some guys coming to talk to me about, see who I was. It got to the point where I have my, my picture up on my Instagram where it was a uh, bachelorette party where I, they invited us to stay in their cabana. And I was like, sweet. So we got an upgrade. We were getting free free drinks, place to sit. I could put my phone down somewhere and not worry about it being stolen. Like, it was great. We got a cabana out of this entire thing. Me and my best buddy, we just got upgraded. And uh, I, I took a picture. You can see it on my gram where it's the, bat, it's, the, it's the bride and I with our butt showing at Wet Republic. And you can see in the background, there's girls in the in the – pool in front of us who are chatting with us who are everyone's smiling just happy like look at this guy doing doing you doing him and uh one it was honestly one of the best days of my life (laughs) so nice i mean it was great my friend was also shocked that it went so well and uh you know i remember us walking away after that he's like that went entirely the other direction i did not expect it to go that well i'm like i know crazy and uh you know, from that point on, I knew I was on to something. Like, this can't be the worst thing in the world for a straight mm-hmm. guy to do. It really can't. You just have to, to do it. And uh, I'm not going to say it's all sunshine and rainbows to the listeners out there. I've been made fun of. I've been laughed at. You know, I've had people say comments. You know, I've been messed with at times. And I will say, with a caveat to that, it's kind of like a bully. You know, yeah. a bully's going to sniff out someone who is vulnerable and easy to pick on. And when I first started wearing thongs, I was, you know, all, always nervous, maybe not super secure in what I was doing. And I think those bullies or those people could pick up on that and see me as a target. And I unknowingly invited some of that negative energy my way. And I, you know, I grid my teeth and I stuck with it. Very rarely did I change. I just kind of moved got away from the problem but i'm at the point now in my life where rocking a swim thong and someone has uh, frankly the fucking balls to talk shit about me i beeline it to that person and start a conversation 
because I'm a Good confrontational for, person. Good for you. And I, I look him straight in the eye and be like, hey, man, what's your name? I'm Scott, you know? And uh, I start there. And I I wouldn't say I shower them with kindness, but I treat them with respect. And I I confront them, maybe not necessarily about them making fun of me, but I start a conversation and show them that, hey, I'm not a weirdo. I'm a regular guy who's probably wearing something you're too insecure to even dream of doing. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's really what it is. It's, you know, men are so insecure. We're so fragile. We're such fragile creatures. We can't be vulnerable. We can't show our feelings. We can't be sexy. That's the woman's job. My yes. job is to have a beer belly and make money. Right. Well, you so, have, we've heard it so many times, especially with the blog over the years, straight guys going, Oh, I wish I could wear my speedo or swim thong to the cruise or to this beach or wherever. And they're like, well, gay guys have it easy because you can just wear it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, no, it's kind of the same thing because there were gay guys like, oh, I got to go on this family cruise and I can't wear my speedos and I can't wear this. So it's not like, whatever, wear what you want to. No one really cares. So, yeah, it's like. It's a journey. It's, 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 yeah. You have to be comfortable and you have people who wear whatever they want around whoever. It doesn't matter like you do, but it's like, you got to feel comfortable in your own skin. You got to be in the right mind Mm -hmm. frame to do it Mm -hmm. and not really give a shit and be like, this is what I like and just deal with it. So, yeah, Um, I think I've had, yeah, it's not going to change until you have that attitude where, you know, I'm not less of a man because I'm wearing this. That's your opinion, not mm-hmm. mine. So. Yes, it takes some serious, serious positive self-love. And that's what this has really helped me do. You know, I've, I've had confrontation with it. I, I don't want to beat around the bush and say it's easy. Just go do it. You're going to invite confrontation potentially. Hopefully not as much now as it was a couple of years ago. You're going to be the center of attention, you're going to be different. And that that's the reality. And yeah. all you have to do is, one, like you said, be comfortable with who you are and what you stand for and who you're about. Two, wargame it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. Someone laughs at you. If you go in with that expectation, you know, it really helps. Like, are you really going to let that person ruin your day? Like, just be honest with yourself. If you are, don't do it. Don't wear it. If you're, if you're, if you go in with the expectation that everyone's going to celebrate you and love for what you're wearing, you know, which is not what I had when I went to Republic at all, but that's how it ended up. I was obviously floored, surprised, but that's not how it always is. I've been at apartment complexes where it was a constant battle. Mm-hmm. Someone would complain about me. Someone, then the stupid leasing agent would have to come out to the pool, say, we need you to change. And I, once again, why? What rule am I breaking? Um, well, there's some people who feel uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, well, why is that? Oh, because, you know, you're wearing, you know, what you're wearing. And I'm like, okay, but there's girls over there wearing the same thing. Why, why do I have to change? Is there a no thongs in the lease agreement anywhere? What rule am I breaking? And in the past, I would say, sorry, I'll go change. But now I really, I really push it. And I really say, what rule am I breaking? What am I doing to make people feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Am I twerk? Am I twerking at the pool? Am I air humping the air next to some kid? No. What is my beat? And now what I've realized is that 
people don't understand why you're wearing a thong. They think it's deviant, mm-hmm. which leads me to my next point with men and underwear swimwear that's not boxers and board shorts. If a man isn't wearing those things, he's a deviant, sexualized man, and you should fear him. Yes. And that's totally not the reality. And you know what? I'll take it back. Maybe that is the case for some men, but that's but that's a behavior. You need to evaluate someone on what their behavior is, not on what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. And that's where I, if anyone, I haven't had any issues in a long time, actually, but if, I, if someone were to have an issue with it now, I'd be like, what am I doing that's inappropriate? What be, What is my behavior? You know, am I, am I bothering anyone? No, I'm over here minding my own business. So exactly. you got to remember that. There is this idea that men like myself who like thongs or a Speedo or whatever, it must be a fetish. Yes. Right? You're hearing, I can, you know, let's say a regular straight guy is listening right now. Like, oh my God, listen to this guy. He's got a total thong fetish. Weirdo. Right? And that's what a lot of straight people on the surface probably think about me. Look at this weirdo with a fetish for thongs, you know whatever that's not at all what this is no and i think you agree tim and that's what your show's about and i I really don't like that label why why does a man wearing a thong have to be a fetish to make sense in our narrative why because women women wear thongs it's clearly not a fetish for them it's just swimwear it's something they look cute in it's something they're excited about they love bikinis why not they look great I want to look great, but I'm labeled as having a fetish. So this like line that we draw on the sand about fetishes and non-fetishes are also gender, um, gender defines them as well. And I hate that. Well, too, it's, you can't sexualize a man in our culture. It is wrong. You can sexualize a woman all you want to. Uh, All day. Do whatever you want to. Because on Instagram... Like the Kardashians, they can post whatever they want to with their butt showing, with this showing, and you report it. And they're like, oh, this does not violate our standards at all. And then you post a similar picture, and it's like, oh, my God, no. You cannot. uh, Nope, 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 nope. Sorry. There's children around. This cannot (laughs) be happening. No. When it's like, so what? It's, It's no big deal. Men want to feel sexy anyway. But no, you can't. And then part of your issue, too, is is if you wore a thong and you're like, oh, you're gay, they'd be like, oh, okay, you're just gay. Okay, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people can't wrap their mind around straight men want to wear thongs. What are you talking about? What? No, 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 no. No straight men will wear a thong, which this podcast and all the guys out there that I know are straight and into thongs totally blow that out of the water. Because yeah. in the last, what, four, three to four years, thongs have grown exponentially in the men's underwear market. And over half of those are straight men who are wearing it, who are skipping, like, the briefs, the bikinis, and going right to the thongs. Mm-hmm. Because they love it. They feel sexy. It's something different than they're supposed to wear. It's functional. I would think thongs wouldn't be so popular if they didn't serve a purpose. Like it's Mm -hmm. one thing to buy sexy clothes for sexy time or whatever. And that's great. Should do that. But it's another thing like for me that this is all I wear. Like I, I wouldn't wear it every single day 
if it didn't serve a purpose and it wasn't super functional and comfortable. Exactly. And it's just amazing the response from people about an article of clothing is either you're gay, up oh, gay, 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 or oh, you can't be a real man and wear that. No. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, it's an article of clothing. It can't be gay. It can't be define you as a man. I mean, because I know some of the but just looking queens out there who look uber masculine, but when they talk, the purse falls out of their mouth and are super gay. So just because you look one way doesn't mean you are that way. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. I hate this because when I started the blog, it was about getting guys to wear it. And I had the dream of straight guys reading the blog. And everyone mm-hmm. told me I was crazy because that would never happen. And it did. And then mm-hmm. I did the podcast because it's like underwear guys sort of share a bond. Gay, straight, bi, doesn't matter. We kind of share a bond because we get it. We know it. Like you say. And we some, fight this battle every day. All of us. Some we have, have to go the, through this. Exactly. Some have the sexual side of it. But it's we want to feel sexy. And someone who's been on the podcast goes, it's the difference between feeling sensuous and sexualized. He goes, I want to feel central in my thong. I want to feel good, but I don't want to make it sexualized. So it's like, oh, I'm pushing this on you, but I feel good in this, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's a sort yeah. of a dichotomy where it's like, I feel good. I feel feel sexy. I feel good. But it's not to put off the impression that, oh, I'm hot. I'm sexy. Oh, come get me. It's just, mm-hmm. I feel good. I like what I'm wearing. It's what I want. So, yeah. I think we're going through um, it now. Yeah, and I was actually just at a Pride event in one of the towns I was in. And I just walked through there. I was wearing my, like, short tights because it was warm, summer day. And, you know, I actually hadn't been to a Pride festival. So, I was like, uh, I'll go check this out. And, man, like... I understand now that entire concept of what you just said mm-hmm. because I had, I was getting, I was trying to order food and this guy like came and full on interrupted me and was like wanting to buy me a drink and was like going hard in the paint hitting on me. And I was like, man, this is what women feel mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because they look good and like, Oh, you know, that whole, you know, the, the whole rape culture that exists, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wear that unless you didn't want the attention type of attitude. And I mean, maybe that's true for someone. Maybe it isn't. You don't fucking know the person, frankly. Exactly. And that, cause I was not in a mood to be hit on by anyone, period. Like I'm just, this is what's comfortable. I think I look good and sexy in it, but that doesn't mean, you know, come out here and get some of this at all, mm-hmm. you know? It, that is not at all what it is. It's like, why, you know, you could take him like, wow, that guy looks really great in those. Awesome. That's or, where it should stop, you know? <laughs> or just say, hey, I love your shorts. You look really great today. Sure. Something like that. Sure. Come up and say, because I think everyone appreciates when someone's like, oh, you look really great today. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, you look really great today. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Creeper, Can I buy that. you a drink? What are you doing later? Like, yeah, like, creepy. And I think... We're going through that now with underwear, swimwear, and spandex, especially. And it's sort of like, okay, yeah. 
but that's a whole different show. Let me just tell you, I'm working on that show too. So yeah, I've, that show, but. I would love to, because I've been asked in gyms to not wear leggings yep, straight up. And that's a whole nother story of me fighting that battle. If you're in the South, you know all about that. Cause I can attest mm-hmm. to that because mm-hmm. the South is very much like, oh, no, you can't do that. But yeah, especially if you're in the South, that's a whole different mm. That's a whole different show too, because yeah, mm. don't get me started. I live in the South, so I can speak about the South people. So just I've lived forgot. in the South. I have lived in the South, and man, those are some of the best battles I've had. So it's great. Just telling <laughs> you. So I have a question for you. Going back to your Vegas story. Yep. Yeah. So your buddy has he ever been tempted to wear a thong with you, or is it just he, not his thing? He personally has not. I haven't really pressured him about it i'm like hey man you should do it like no i've never like i've never had that conversation um but i think he holds a whole lot of respect for what i'm doing and really liked the energy that i was producing i guess by being in one i'm getting i am engaged so Mm -hmm. i'm going to get married within the next year uh to the best person i know she's amazing our bachelor party or my bachelor party is going to be in wet Republic again. And, uh, uh, watch out. So watch out. Yeah. And he's going to wear one then because everyone's going to wear at least a speedo. We're going to take a picture. Oh, nice. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, you're invited to the bachelor party. However, this will happen if you're going to be there. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I'm sure he's going to get his chance, whether he likes it or not. I'm sure he has no problem doing that. But maybe some of my other friends, they may be like, hey, you know what? Well, I guess we're not that close to friends. I'm not going to make it. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll, have we'll to see have who a... makes it to the bachelor party. We'll have to have a follow-up after that. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so, yeah. You know, not him. I've had another friend who's also very supportive. He actually asked me. He's like, hey, like, do you have any thongs that you don't wear? Like, I'd be interested in trying one like underwear and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah man totally here you go and i think he tried it and he's like yeah i don't really like it like he put it on and he's like "Ah, i don't really like he but props i gave him credit he he tried it he threw it on you know wasn't for him right out of the box i get it and you know what that might be true with thongs period it's such a different experience wearing one you kind of have to want it i think and then you get used to it well, too, with thongs, you have to find the right thong. True, true. Because so many guys like so many different things in thongs. Mm-hmm. Some like you like ones with waistband, some don't. The back has to be just right. And because if it's too wide, you're like, oh, my God, kill me now. And if it's too tight or you just have to find the right thong, I think, because sometimes you'll mm-hmm. get one and you'll be like, oh. But other times, because I've gone through that, I'm not a big thong guy. I like the bikinis better. But when I do wear a thong, it has to be very specific, very much mm-hmm. what I like, and I'll wear it. But if it's not, I'm just like, I cannot deal with this today. But yeah. Yeah. It's like any other yeah. underwear. You've got to find what, what fits you, what you like, and go from there. But yeah. Totally. Well, I guess that wraps up our questions. Oh, I think. Man, that's it? That's it. I think we kind of jumped all around. So, which is a good thing because I like ones that are conversations like this. So it's always good. to have a conversation. It Um, absolutely is. There's, 
still more conversation to be had, I think. Definitely go for much longer, I think. But we'll wrap it up here because people will be like, oh, my God. But it's a good conversation. And I don't think they'll think it's as long as it is because it was really good. But I have one last question, which is the easiest question of all. It's where can people find you online? Yeah. So my, I guess my primary, primary way of getting a hold of me or following my journey and whatnot would be uh, the pursuit of self-love on Instagram. Um, that's spelled with two E's as in the Royal V. So T H E E pursuit of self-love. I do have a TikTok, but like, man, TikTok really, really doesn't like me. Uh, so <laughs> TikTok, TikTok does not like underwear worse than Instagram. Yeah. So I do have a TikTok. I've tried, you know, I, the funny thing is I was so excited to have a TikTok because it looks like so much fun, but mm-hmm. it's just so hard. I, I think I need more followers for TikTok to accept my content and uh, I'm not quite there yet. It's still kind of a work in progress, but if you, you do have TikTok and I do have a couple things there. It's the same thing, the pursuit of self-love, but with a talk at the end, T-O-K. So those are the two places you can find me. Um, but in all seriousness, anyone listening, Anyone, literally anyone, you could always send me a DM. You can always reach out to me, especially if it's a concern or you want advice or you need help in trying to do what I'm doing or whatnot. I always have time for that. Those messages really make my day. They really make me feel empowered and happy and keep my page going because I'm able to help people in the world, be comfortable with themselves and be happy. So that's an open invitation to anyone to reach out to me who's listening to this. If they want to just chat and need a friend, I'm, I can have the time to do that. If you need advice, I I always have time for advice and support. So, so yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed the show immensely. Um, Me too. So, Definitely go follow him if you're not following him either on Instagram or TikTok. And we will have another show for you very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.